the name of Jesus, Lord, for you've been good to us, Lord. We thank you, Lord. Oh, we thank you, you blessed us thus far, Lord. We thank you, Lord. Some have gone out to glory, but you saw fit to leave us here, Lord. God, we thank you for it, Lord. Oh, we praise you. We praise you, Almighty God. We praise you for who you are, Lord God. We glorify you and we honor you, God. We honor you, Almighty God, Lord. Oh, God, we thank you, Lord, this morning, Lord. We give you glory. We give you glory, Almighty God. We give you honor, Lord God. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Almighty God. And we praise you for it, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Glory to God. Good morning and welcome to Zion Hill. If this is your first visit, worship with Zion Hill, we thank you in Jesus' name for joining us. My Lord, we truly appreciate you choosing Zion Hill as your place of worship. If you are a first-time guest, we ask that you sign in at the greeter's station in the, back, in the lobby and at the end of the service, that's when you'll receive a special gift from Zion Hill. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord. We thank you for the Friends and Family Weekend. We thank you for the unity that we've had this weekend, Father. We thank you for family. We thank you for good Christian friends. Heavenly Father, I praise you. I praise you. Oh, my Lord, I just thank you, Father. Thank you that we could all be together, unified, praising you, Lord. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise the Lord, everybody. Can we stand on our feet and give God some praise? I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. And if you're glad to be here this morning, make some noise and give him praise and tell somebody hello. Tell somebody behind you, hello, good morning to you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Magnify the Lord with us and let us exalt his name together. Hallelujah. It's okay to clap your hands like this. Yep. I will bless the Lord at all times And His praise shall continue to be in my mind No matter what I see or how I feel As long as I'm breathing, oh yes I'm breathing I'll bless the Lord As long as I'm breathing, oh yes I'm breathing I'll bless the Lord don't mind doing that this morning. We want you to help us sing that with us. Everybody say, I will bless the Lord at all times. Sing it. I will bless the Lord at all times. Come on, say it. And it's praise is shall be in my mind. No matter what I see or how I feel. As long as I'm breathing. 
good to us. He's been so good to us. He knows the very hairs on your head. And he has a plan that is good and not evil to give you an expected end. So, Father, we bless you right now for being a good God.
Hallelujah. Come on, continue to praise him right there. He knows your name. Hallelujah. He knows your name. Hallelujah. No matter what you did yesterday. Hallelujah. Forgiveness is there. He knows your name. My name is Samantha Young. My name is Keith Young. Hallelujah. And we are here to welcome you for our annual family and friends day celebration. We thank God for you. We have breath in our bodies. Clap it up for Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. All right. I am here to recognize our visitors for today. And pull up that message for me. And we're going to start with section six, five, and four on today. And I must tell you that, thank you, we have breakfast following this. All right, I know some of y'all didn't eat this morning. We got you covered, hallelujah. All right, and after that, we actually have a photo booth. So you can go outside and um, commemorate this celebration by taking photos. And then we will also have um, our authors, they will be featured today. All right, and so you, they have, we'll have product for you. Visit our theater and our, our family life center. So we welcome you, we welcome you, we welcome you. All right, in this section over here, we do have our ministers serving. Any of guests in section six over here? Okay, we'll go on to section five. We have any guests visiting with us? Section 5, any guests? Amen. We are all members. Hallelujah. All right, we have section 4. Do we have any visitors visiting with us? Come on, amen. Amen. Clap it up for section 4. The minister is going to hand you a mic. We ask that you tell us who you are and who you're visiting with. Good morning. I'm Angela Peterson. I'm visiting with Clarence and Ruby Peterson, my parents. Amen. Amen. Next. Yes, I'm Minister Barbara Terrell, and I'm visiting with my cousin, Johnny, and Deborah Ashley, also visiting with Chastity Fields and Gail Washington. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Lily, and I'm visiting here with my sister, Miss Martha. Amen. Glad to be here. Amen. I am Daniel, and I'm visiting here with my sister, Miss Martha Daniel. Good morning. Good morning. My name is Shaterica. I'm here uh, visiting. I was invited by Nidra and her family. She invited the work family, which is the Easter Seals family, and we're all happy to be here. Thank How you. How many do you have? That's my classmate. She is my classmate. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Thank you. Okay, thank you so much. 
Hallelujah. We'll recognize the next set after worship. Thank you.
Hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise God for our youth. Hallelujah, they could be somewhere else doing something else. But they are here praising God. Aren't you proud of our kids? Hallelujah, hallelujah. Okay, I know y'all see this shiny trophy up here. So we are going to continue our family and friends day count. Okay, we're going to go to section three, which is right here in front of me. We have any guests in this section? Would you uh, stand and tell us who you are visiting with? Amen, they are standing. Rebecca, I'm visiting with Vera Clark. Very tired. Amen. One in the back. Hello. Uh, my name is Jalen Sanders. I'm here with uh, my grandmother, uh, Sharon Holmes. And I brought Amen. my girlfriend and my sister. Young man. Hallelujah. Now we're in section two. Any guests visiting with us in section two? We're all family in section two. Praise the Lord. All right, section one. Any guests visiting with us in section one? We're all family. Well, praise God. Praise God. I will continue to remind you after service, we have breakfast waiting for you, a photo booth. We have our uh, vendors, our authors, they will have their product. Uh, we, will also, we also have our theater open. Visit the entire Family Life Center and enjoy yourself on today. And we are so grateful and glad that you came. Now for our winner of today. So the one that has the most guests, they are sitting in the back. Um, the representative, can you stand and tell us who your guest is again? It's Deidre. Y'all come on down. Hallelujah. They have the most guests for today. Hallelujah. Come on, clap it up. They invited folk to church. Amen. Raise it up. Come on, as they come. Hallelujah. Give God praise. Give him glory. They got young people in this group. Amen. Y'all come on up. Give them a chance to take a, a snapshot. All right. Ooh, they're still coming. Woo! Glory. They're still coming. Come on down. This is what happens when you invite somebody to church. Hallelujah. Get in the middle, get in the middle, get in the middle. You deserve it. <laughs> That's beautiful. Thank you, and y'all enjoy the rest of service. Don't stop clapping, it's giving time. It is time to give. 
I'm Minister Anna Marie Thomas, and uh, all right. For those of you that are visiting for the first time, I'd like to remind you to go to the uh, guest desk in the lobby, and there will be a special gift for you there also. Amen? Good things. You know, giving is receiving. As we give to the house of God, God always blesses us back. He just does us so well. Ushers, you can come forth because everybody I know is ready to give. And um, for those of you that are watching online, YouTube, wherever you're watching from, whatever country you're watching from, please know that all you have to do is go to the QR stand, QR code, and you can give that way, or you can give by texting us at three at seven three five six four. Believe that was right, and we thank you so very much for uh, sir, coming to us. Now, you can also give on our church website, hallelujah, and you can give, we now have a church app, so you can go to your church, your, your uh, app store and get Zion Hill Family Church app, and you can do all the same things that you can do everywhere else, you can do them on the church app. All right. Well, done with time to give. Let me pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much, Lord, that we are able to give. If we are not able to give, Lord, you know our reasons and you know why. And you still bless us anyway. We thank you, Father. We thank you that we give in our own special ways from all over the world and we thank you Lord for giving us such a global family in Jesus name Amen
Jesus Christ. We are grateful to God for the opportunity to see all of our friends, all of our families. Thank you for gracing us with your presence this morning. In 
glad to see one of our own, Pastor Benny Edison. We are grateful, grateful, grateful. It's always a joy to see all of our family members and friends and loved ones. Please don't forget, after we finish church this hour, we have opportunity to go next door and eat breakfast together. It's a time of fellowship just to get to know each of you more. Amen? Amen. Let's open our Bible to the book of Habakkuk, chapter 1. If you're able to, I encourage you to please stand with me. The book of Habakkuk, chapter 1, verse number 6. Aren't we all blessed by those young people singing this morning? It is a joy just to see young and old worshiping God together. Uh, almost old. Uh-huh. The book is Habakkuk, chapter 1. I just want you to consider uh, one verse. The message God gave me can be summarized in one minute, actually. So I'm just going to be watching the clock. I can explain it for the next 24 hours, but I'm not going to do that. I'm going to trust the Holy Spirit to to make it more plain and more plain to all of us. But believe me when I tell you, every one of us need this warning from God. The book is Habakkuk chapter 1, verse number 6. The Bible says, For lo, I have raised up the Chaldeans, that bitter and hasty nation, which shall march through the breadth of the land, and they will do something. They will possess the dwelling places that are not theirs. Let's pray. Our Father and our God, we are grateful for the word of God. Grass may wither, flowers may fade, but your word will stand forever. Holy Spirit, explain it to us. Help our hearing. Help our understanding. And Lord, we pray for wisdom to put in practice what we learn from your word. Help your servant to proclaim what thus says the Lord this morning. We'll be careful to give you all the glory, all the honor, and all the praise in Jesus' name. And the church say, Amen. Amen. You may be seated. I want to talk with you on this special occasion on the subject titled Watch out for the Chaldeans. In your family life, 
in your relationship with friends and loved ones, I hear the Lord say, you must watch out for the Chaldeans. So my assignment this morning is to warn every family about a group of people called the Chaldeans. Some of you may be wondering, who are those? I'm glad you asked. So let me define the Chaldeans for you. Ladies and gentlemen, in the Old Testament, the Chaldeans are demons. They are the enemies of your soul. And today, as I'm talking with you, the demons are operating big time in the society. The text I read to you pointed out that these demons are bitter. They are hasty. And they are marching around. Then the Bible said they are not just marching for marching's sake. They are marching to possess dwelling places that doesn't belong to them. This is why every family must pay attention today. They are trying to possess. That word possess means they are trying to take control of what belongs to you and that doesn't belong to them. The Bible even tells you specifically what they're after. The passage I read to you say they are after the dwelling places that doesn't belong to you, to them. What do we mean by dwelling places? You will remember the Bible said, don't you know that your body is the dwelling place of the Holy Spirit. So now we hear the Chaldeans are marching around to possess what is not theirs. There are three things you need to know about the Chaldeans. I do my best to explain to you each of them. Number one, they are thieves. So every time you see demonic forces operating in any family, in any relationship, remind yourself that these demons, these Chaldeans, they are thieves. Why are they thieves? Because they are trying to possess that which does not belong to them. John chapter 10 verse 10 says, the thief cometh to steal, to kill, and to destroy. Jesus said, but I have come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. I'm sure we have some skeptics in the house. And you might be saying, brother pastor, you, you must be crazy. There are no demons 
in America. We are Western nation. We are the best in the world. Demons only operate in third world countries. We are far better than that. Well, I will say keep on living. But if you read the Bible, you will see many examples. Not just in the Old Testament, but in the New Testament. One brother was called Maniac of Gadara. And by the time God get through with him, 2,000 demons came out of one person. That's in your Bible. It's not things of the past. It's in your New Testament. Those demons were screaming. They asked Jesus not to destroy them, but to cast them out. And then they were cast out into pigs. And you see a truckload of pigs rushing into the water because they couldn't handle the possession of those demonic forces. Ladies and gentlemen, you might be asking the question, why do we have so many demons? There are many people in the church today, many in families that are being oppressed by demons. And those who are not saved, they are possessed. If you are saved, that means the Holy Spirit is in you already. In that dwelling place. But you can still be oppressed by demons. So people ask the question, why do we have so many demons operating the world today? It takes a demonic force to cause somebody to take his own life. And suicides on the rise. So many forces. Good family. On the surface, everything looked fine. And something weird, something crazy, bam, would just happen. My assignment is to help you and me to watch out for the Chaldeans, for demonic forces, trying to operate in our families trying to operate in our relationship with friends and loved ones. The reason why we have so many demons, ladies and gentlemen, is because Satan is not omnipresent. In other words, the devil cannot be everywhere. So he needed followers. Satan is not omniscience either. He's not all knowing like God. God knows all. God can be everywhere anytime. His name is Jehovah Shammah. But the devil is not omnipotent. So he have to have so many demons that he can send he can send some to China, some to USA, some to Iraq, some to Africa. 
So that's why we have so many followers and disciples of the devil. But notice what the Bible says in Psalms 83, verse number 12. The Bible says this is what these demons are about. You need to know that. What are they about? They say to each other, let's take possession of the houses of God. When we talk about the houses of God here, we're not talking about the church house. Your body is a house of God. My body is a house of God. And all of your getting, get understanding. So you need to watch out because the demons are trying to get you. You need to watch out because they're trying to tear apart your family. You need to watch out. Relationship. Your friends, your loved ones. You see people breaking up right and left. There's a force behind all of that. Today people are married. Tomorrow you look around. They talk as if they've never met. Families are torn apart. These are good people. They're not bad people. But they don't know there is a force behind the scene. The Chaldeans who are messing with their family. That's why the law says, watch out for these people. Watch what Jesus has to say concerning these demons. Jesus is our Lord. He is our Savior. He has a lot to say to protect you and me from the attack of the Chaldeans, from the attack of the demons. Ladies and gentlemen... Let's look at some examples of what Jesus has to say concerning this group. The first thing you find in the book of Matthew, chapter 12, verse 43. Jesus called them unclean spirit. In other words, their spirit ain't right. But Jesus warned in that scripture that they are looking for a resting place. I wish they would put this scripture on the screen for you. You need to read the Bible. They are looking for a resting place. And in the next verse, Matthew chapter 12, verse 44, you see this demon saying, I will return even to where I have left. So when you say you are saved or you are born again, they'll give you a break, but then they'll come back. Then when they come back, the Bible says, if they find the house empty, if they find the house, your house, my house, if they find it swept, clean, in order, what they do in Matthew chapter 12, verse 45, next verse, Jesus said the Chaldeans will go and bring more demons. 
So you need to watch out. They go and bring more demons to re-enter the same house. Translation, when you are born again, when you try your best to live like a child of God, to get your house clean, then later on the demons come back to see if your house is still clean. And if they find a house empty, and they find a house swept, and they find a house clean, by the way, the key word there is empty. The problem is that people, they get saved, they try themselves to clean the house up, they give permission for God through the Holy Spirit to clean them up. But then they make a mistake. They don't fill that house with the word of God. So the house stays empty. And guess what the demons will do? Now you are wide open. You are vulnerable. So the demons come even stronger than they were before. There are many Christians who are in this predicament. They don't know it. This is why it is important for you not just to come to church on family and friends day. This is why it's important for you not just to have your name on the road. You have to get involved in kingdom work. Find you something to do. In other words, you've got to fill your house. You cannot leave it empty. I'm trying to help somebody today. You'll be amazed how many people who are members of the church and yet they are operating under the influence of demons. You'll be shocked. How many people in the pulpit operating under demonic influence? People that are leading worship. People that are singing in the choir. By the way, don't forget the devil was a singer. The gift of God is without repentance. He still can sing. It's the, it's the money followers. They got talents. So watch out for the Chaldeans. Ladies and gentlemen, one of the best things you can do for your own sake when you come to the Lord and say, just as I am. Use me, Lord. I surrender all. Then you don't pack the car of life there. Now you have an obligation to fill that empty house. You then clean it up now. The place you used to go, you don't go there no more. The things you used to do, you don't do that no more. Now that house is empty. 
But then you need to get engaged in the kingdom of God. You want to fill your house with the word of God. I can stop there and go home. Nobody can ride your back unless it's bent. The problem with children of God, we lack understanding of the word. We hoop and hollow in the churches and we never really dig deep. And the Bible says, all you're getting, get understanding. You need to recognize there is still what we call the Chaldeans out there. And you have to make sure that you don't allow them to be operating in your life. Get involved. Find your ministry. Not everybody can sing. Not everybody can dance. Not everybody can cook. But I can assure you there's something for everybody to do in the kingdom of God. And there are plenty of churches that you can be spiritually employed. The problem, ladies and gentlemen, we get saved, and that's wonderful. And then we stay saved for a while. But then we go back into bondage. Because the house that was clean remained empty. And we never fill it with the word of God. For your information, the Chaldean is an actual nation. It's like a country like USA. Like Nigeria. Like China. They are a nation 40 miles wide. In my research, I found out they are like the size of New Jersey, the state of New Jersey. So they are actual place. And the devil uses them. Even sometimes God uses the Chaldeans to correct his own children. Why? Because some of God's children, God wants to teach you to call upon him. And many of us will not call upon God until we're in trouble. Can you handle some strong meat today? Many of you will not pray until something shake your foundation. So sometimes, God, as much as he, he doesn't like demons, he allowed them to oppress a child of God. So that you can learn to call on him. Remember 9-11 when thousands of people were slaughtered in one day. All of a sudden, all of America went to church. Remember, we just been through pandemic. Some people are still dealing with it. But you need to ask yourself, as bad as COVID-19, Delta, Omicron, as bad as those things were, why did God allow it? So that you and me can call upon the name of God. <laughs> Hallelujah.
Ladies and gentlemen, if you're reading through history, the Chaldeans, they conquered Babylon. And then that's why you, you found out about a man called Nebuchadnezzar. And if, you, if you're a Bible scholar, you will discover that Nebuchadnezzar is a, was a Chaldean. <laughs> my brothers, my sister, you will recall this Nebuchadnezzar was the one that built a 90 feet statue. You enter the country, you see his image. And then he told everybody to worship him. You'd be amazed how many children of God are actually now worshiping the devil, demonic forces. Another thing you should remember about that Chaldean man, Nebuchadnezzar, he went into Jerusalem, the country of Judah, and conquered the place. And if you notice, he stole two things from that place. One of those things he stole were young people, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. By the way, those are not their real names. Their real name is Ananiah, Macro, and Azariah. But they changed their name. They gave them a Chaldean name. That's what the devil would do. First he conquer you and then he give you a new <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Sometimes I wonder if we are ready for this. He changed the name. All of a sudden a person that used to be in choir singing for God now he's on the street singing for the devil. Because the Chaldean them changed his name. Ladies and gentlemen, we live in a real world. Notice when Nebuchadnezzar invaded Israel, he stole two things there. And it's that same two things that the devil is trying to steal from you and me today. That's it, you got to watch out. This is the kind of thing that I will sit down with my own family. Every now and then they all come home. Hey, mama asked them to come, they come. When I ask them to come, they make up excuses. <laughs> no true story. Because they know I'm a preacher. And they know I'm going to preach on something. So, so sometimes I have to go through the back door. I let mama invite them. And then when they all show, I say, Hallelujah. I say, thank you for calling the party. Then I'll go one by one. The, thus says the Lord. And sometimes it can be tough. But I say, one day when I die, you all will remember me. That there is somebody who came into your life, who warned you, who reminded you what thus says the Lord. What did Nebuchadnezzar stole from Israel. Well, the Bible tells you all these things. Daniel chapter 1, verse number 1. The Bible says, in the third year, 
of the reign of Jehoiakim, king of Judah. They say Nebuchadnezzar was king of Babylon. Make sure you can read it in your Bible. And then they said in that same year he besieged Jerusalem. Besieged means he attacked Jerusalem. Then you look at verse number two, Daniel 1, verse number two. They said he stole two things from Jerusalem. Number one, he stole the articles that are in the house of God. And he brought it to the house of his own God. That's what the devil do through his demons. He wants to steal from your family. He wants to steal from my family. And notice what he's stealing. Articles in the house of God are what you and I call tithes and offering today. Demons wants to steal that which belongs to God. The tithe. The second thing he stole from Israel, he took young people. Look at Daniel 1, verse number 3. The Bible is so simple. You almost have to deliberately miss God because he said too much. In verse number 3, he said, Then he instructed the master of his eunuch to bring the children of Israel, the king's descendants, and young nobles. Daniel chapter 1 verse 4 goes on to say he wants to bring young men and women. Young men and women that are without any blemish. He even described the kind of young man he wants. He said go capture all the good looking. I will probably be captured that day. No, seriously. Look at me. <laughs> he said, go get the young, good-looking ones. If you keep on reading, he said, I'm looking for the, the young men who are gifted, who have knowledge, who have wisdom, and quick in understanding. Uh, you see why I say I will be captured. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, there's a lesson there. Basically, he wants to take young leaders. Guess what is going on in our society today? Our young people. They have been snatched from the house of God. They become rebellious even in their own family house. That's what the Chaldeans wanted to do. To destroy future generations. It's not a coincidence that we are fighting right and left. Every church to get back what the devil has stolen from us. Our young people. Well, think about it. You don't have to be too deep. 
to understand. If the devil and his demons succeed in removing the young people from the church, the church has no future. This is family and friends. I'm trying to take my time to teach you. Because being a Christian is more than just having a good time. You got to watch out for the Chaldeans. Notice what he did. He said, when you bring those kids in, then teach them language, teach them literature of the Chaldeans. He not only want to capture those young people, but he want to change their thinking. Guess what's going on with our young people? The enemy is trying to teach them his own language and teach them his own literature. So when he brought people like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, by the way, he brought so many other young people. So he gave them good food. Guess what the world is doing to your children? Good food. Nice drugs. Easy money. And then they say, I don't need church. I don't need God. And then the devil isolates them. And once he isolates them, then he can kill them. I gotta hold you up so we can go eat. Two things he's trying to do. Steal the tithes and steal the next generation. I am concerned about our young people. In our community, if you don't believe me, I just happen to be a researcher, you know. Just go to the police station and ask yourself, what age group are getting locked up? What age group? Every shooting that has taken place in Rapis Parish. All young people. They even document the age between 17 and 22. The Chaldeans. This is family. Friends Day. We allow the Chaldeans to come in and steal our children and rob the church of its possession and come to possess our dwelling places. Now every trying to act crazy. They don't even want to go to school no more. It's not just the church. Watch out for the Chaldeans. The world is trying to train them with their own way of life. So what can we do about this thing? Because the result of what's going on, suicide rate is on the rise. Dropout rate is on the rise. Shooting is on the rise. They would rather play video games. 
that teach them all kinds of behavior. And then they think what they see in the games is real. Watch out for the Chaldeans. And believe me when I tell you, anybody that don't, don't give their tithes, don't return a tenth of their earnings to God, that is a foolish person. That is an arrogant person. It don't matter what church you go to. It doesn't matter what denomination you subscribe to. You are in essence telling God, I don't need you. I can make it on my own. The Bible says it is a fool. That says in his own heart, <laughs> there is no God. Beware of the Chaldeans. It is a fool who not only steal, but he tried to steal from God. Then God asked the question, will a man rob God? Your hands are too short to box with God. But you'd be amazed how many of us are doing that every day. So when something terrible happens, <laughs> Because we have been accommodating the Chaldeans. We didn't, we didn't watch out for this. Now, ladies and gentlemen, what can we do now? Apostle Paul said it, I got to end. Acts chapter 20, verse 29. Paul said, I know once I leave the neighborhood, the wolves will come. You know what he's talking about? Demons. He said, I know we're having good church now, but once I, I leave because he's got to go back home. He said, watch out for the wolves. And I got to, I got to stop. You need to understand that the wolves and the sheep, they cannot coexist. Ladies and gentlemen, in case you don't know, the Bible calls you a sheep. In case you don't know, when you come to church today, we call it church in America, but this is a sheepfold. And now, the Bible is warning you and me, even though you are part of a sheepfold, watch out, the wolves will come. And it don't take much to understand in order for the wolves and the sheep to coexist, there must be a shepherd. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, you cannot say I'm coming to church, but you don't belong to the shepherd. You'll be amazed how many people will come. They'll come for Christmas. They'll come for Easter. They'll come for a special occasion. Family and Friends Day. And 100 men in white. 100 women in red. Everybody, we are funny hot today. All of that is good and dandy. But what shall it profit a man? If you gain the whole world and you lose your soul. Ladies and gentlemen, this world is full of wolves. And the only way 
that your family, my family can escape the attack of the demons. You've got to give your life to the shepherd. Now you see why the, the psalmist, David said, the Lord is my shepherd. And therefore, I shall not want. Let me ask you, is the Lord your shepherd? I am grateful that you are here. If you can open my heart, I'm grateful. Many churches are struggling to stay open. Many churches have nobody in it. I go to bed every night knowing that whenever we open the door, somebody is here. We've never missed payment on any area of our church life. I am grateful. I love it when you come and sing. You make it easy for me to preach. I love it when the priesthood, preachers come and assist. They lead prayer. They teach. I love all of you teaching. Church school. All kinds of volunteers. Technical support. I am having a blast. But I'm here to remind every family. The wolves will come. In fact, the wolves are already in our society. And you are a sheep. I am a sheep. If we're going to survive without the Chaldeans, without the wolves, guess what we need to do? We must run to the shepherd. If you never hear anything else, I have to say. Say the preacher from Africa. He said, the number one priority for every family, for every friend that show up today, whenever you get a chance, hang around the shepherd. The shepherd has a rod. Oh, let me take you to Africa for a few minutes. Because sometimes you all read the Bible in this neck of the wood, but you don't get it. Because your meat you buy from groceries. In my neck of the wood, we don't go to grocery for meat. We got to go to the bush and kill. If you want to eat some steak, you got to go. Ladies and gentlemen, the reason why you mis- misunderstand the Bible is because you don't have real, real experience with goats, with sheep. We were going to Mississippi yesterday, and my wife, and we were going through the, the bush, the deacon or driving, and, and every time my wife would say, oh, that's good meat there. That's, and all of them are looking at her and say, man, Houston, we got a problem up in here. <laughs> so that's how we do it. But in, in our experience, what you would discover, ladies and gentlemen, the shepherd doesn't use his rod to beat on the sheep. Totally contrary to what you all are teaching yourself in America. No shepherd beats the sheep. That rod in his hand is to beat every wolf that will come and mess with his children. Every wolf that will come and mess with his sheep. He will beat the crap out of all of them. And I come to, to tell somebody there is a shepherd of your soul who's got your back 
He will protect you from harm. He will protect your children. He will protect your job. He will protect your ministry. He will protect your own grandchildren. But you got to stick around. You can't just come every now and then. Stick around. If you seek him, you will find him. And when you find him, stay under the blood. Don't let the world turn you around. Let your children see you pray. Let your children see you go to church. Let your children see you serving the Lord. And if you train them the good way, when they grow up, this is the chairman of the deacon board. You see him every Sunday with an apron, walking, helping. His children are watching. And when they watch you do the right thing, they will grow up doing the right thing. Watch out! For the Chaldeans, I'm out of here. Everybody stand to your feet. If you're here today, you say, Pastor, I get it. I know what it is to be attacked by the Chaldeans. Children we raise in church. Now they're on the street. Folks grow up in their 30, their 40, they won't get a job. Mama's boy, still in the house. The Chaldeans are having a field day. I want to pray with somebody today. If you're going to be honest with God, and you say, Pastor, I get it. I know what it is to be attacked by demons. Find your way to the altar. I want to pray with you. Don't be fooled by my jacket. I know personally what it means for the Chaldeans to attack me on my job, to attack my health, to attack my finance, to attack my family. It's a painful thing. I just want us to pray before we go in. Beware of the Chaldeans. Watch out for them. You're not careful, they'll destroy even your marriage. Those of you who are pastors, if you don't watch out, they destroy your ministry. I met a pastor yesterday. God is my witness. Don't know where I am. My man, I just come to honor my member. And the man ran to me and said, I am a preacher today because of you. You don't even know me. We're not from here. He said, no, I've been following you for eight years. And I'm so glad. The deacon that was driving me was sitting there listening. He said, thank you. He said, I never thought I would meet you in person. He said, I don't even know how you show up here. But I want to say thank you. I went to, to, to the seat in the pulpit 
because they want me to say something. A lady came to me and showed me a cross. He said, many years ago I was in your church. This is what I got from your church. This is not the, the normal church you're used to. Heaven and earth will pass away. I love all the programs we do. If we want to play, play volleyball, that's fine with me. If we want, sometimes we go, we go to the Disney World and go to the Noah's away. I like all the fun. But at the end of the day, the best advice I can give to all of you stay close to the shepherd. Everywhere he turns, stay with him. Because he will protect you. Every attack of the enemy, it will turn it around for your good. Lift your hands towards heaven. Father God, we thank you. Thank you so much for everything you've done for us. Lord, we thank you because the power of the wicked cannot reach us. And we say thank you for that. Thank you, oh God. That the powers of principalities, they cannot touch us. Because the Lord is our shepherd. We will not want for good health. We will not want for, for good things. You satisfy our mouth with good things. Our youth is renewed like an eagle. It's not because of our ability. Lord, we say thank you. They will pray for deliverance from the hand of the Chaldeans. Lord, do not allow them to have access to our children. Don't let them have access to our finances. Don't let them have access to our employment, Lord. Don't let them have access to our good health, Lord. Lord, we put ourselves under the blood. Lead us in the path of righteousness for your name's sake. Lord, we thank you that goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our life. So we say today, we put an end to every struggle. We put an end to every sickness in this house. We put an end to every disappointment, every attack of the enemy. No more. In the name of Jesus. We bless every home. Every family. Every friends. That show up today. To celebrate with us today. Whatever is missing. I pray oh God that you will fix it. Fix it for us Lord. We thank you. That goodness and mercy. Shall follow us. Not occasionally, not every now and then, all the days of our life. It is so. In Jesus' name. Somebody shout amen. Come on, open your mouth, shout amen. We are so grateful. Thank you for being here to study the word of God with me. Heaven and earth may pass away, but the word of God will stand. If you're here today looking for a church home, we invite you to please consider Zion Hill as your church home. The pastor will be right here in the front. 
please feel free to come. I just want to welcome you to this great church. And believe me when I tell you, you will never regret your decision. And now may the grace of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, the love of God, the sweet communion of the Holy Spirit, I pray that he will rest with us. I pray that he will abide with us. I pray that he will continue to lead us and guide us. It is so. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you. God bless you. New members, please come to the front.